deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Monday. Welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast. Oh boy, I can't even believe the last time I talked to you guys, where was I? Los Angeles? Noah, where the hell was I on Thursday? You are in yep. LA. That's getting ready right. for the Ted Lasso premiere. Oh my God, I didn't even talk about that. So much has happened since I last talked to you guys. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was talking about a show I was on last week that I did for a couple days and I couldn't um, tell you what it was. It was amazing. It was such a good experience. People are in my DMs guessing what show it is. Um, some of you are right. Some of you are wrong. I cannot reveal, but you will But you will find out. And um, I got uh, – I'm just – I'm forever changed from my experience on that show, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. And then I went to the Ted Lasso uh, season two premiere, which was so fun. Um, didn't know – Noah, that it was going to be the event that it was because of COVID and everything. Like, 
these events that these premieres, these um, even award shows are just way less uh, glitzy and glammy than they were prior. Like if Ted Lasso premiere would have been in a pre-COVID world, I would have had full hair and makeup, gotten uh, an outfit done, had like a purse to match my outfit, like everything. But this one, I was like, there's going to be like, of, you know, five feet of step and repeat, you know, like not because Ted Lasso is not a big deal and just got nominated for like literally every Emmy and Tony, even though it's not a musical. Um, that's not true. Don't look that up. It didn't, but it's, it's, it's like got every nomination. Um, so I should have figured it would be a huge event because it was the, it was probably the biggest event I've ever been to. No, the, I guess the VMAs 2013 ish was probably the biggest one, but I mean, it was up there. We got there. Um, and I was not, uh, I'll, I'll go back. I wasn't prepared for how much press this would get and how much of a, um, how many photos of me would be taken. And I was trying to save money because I spent so much money last week on styling for that secret show I was on. And I was just trying to, you know, like see if I could do it myself. I did my own makeup. I used my hair from the day before that was put up in like a really tight, um, bun with a bunch of pins and by a professional hair stylist um my guy uh Drayton uh he did a great job and I tried to hold it from Wednesday to Thursday slept with like a I wrapped my head in a swimsuit because I didn't have anything like silky to put on it and it held pretty well and then like an hour before Thursday's event it starts like falling out and it legit looked like I just slept on it and like just threw it back Sometimes updos literally just, I mean, this one was a day old, so I can't blame it, but sometimes it just looked like I had a messy bun that I threw up my hair after, uh, you know, a high intensity workout at Equinox. Like I looked like disheveled in my hair and I'm, all I'm thinking about is my glam team seeing pictures of me from the Ted Lasso premiere going, oh my God, why didn't she use us? And the answer is because you're expensive. You're very expensive. And so I did my own makeup and um, I didn't do a bad job on that. I wish I had put on fake eyelashes, but I go, fuck it. I use serum. They're big. They're, you know, thick enough. I got there. Oh, and then my um, one of my stylists is like my friend. And I was like, listen, I, I couldn't afford to get you guys for this thing. But um, can I borrow these one boots that you guys left at my place during a fitting? And they were like, sure, t- totally use the boots. I met her in the lobby because I was giving her my outfit from the day before so she could return it because you don't get to keep these clothes. And um, I go, I'm going to wear the boots. And she was like, let me see if I have anything in my car I can give you just like of personal items. So she had this like leopard print shirt. um, And she was like, maybe you can do something with this. It's kind of fun. I think this is like a show. I went back to my room and I took a picture of everything that could be a good outfit for a red carpet, like a cool look. And the, the, the the sheet that we got about the event said the dress code is smart casual. So it's just like put on a pair of glasses with something you feel comfy in and you or like carry a book with you um, and or wear like one of those graduation caps, like mortarboard things. That's smart. Um, and by the way, Jason Sudeikis wore a tie dye, you know. Uh, hoodie on the Golden Globe. So that's kind of like the Ted Lasso vibe. I didn't know. Wh- I think 
I thought it would be a good idea that if you have a party, you have to share what you're going to wear with your guests because it, it causes women so much worry and consternation being like, what should I wear? I mean, I, I met up with Jamie Lee, who's a writer on the show, and we went together, like our groups went together, and she was like, I go, what are you going to wear? And she's like, I don't know. I bought this like funky dress. And I was like, a funky dress is perfect. And then we met up and we had like two kind of different interpretations of smart casual, but it it still worked. And there were some women, I saw some women there in like pleather jumpsuits that were like a little too dressy. It's worse being too dressy than underdressed, I think. I was definitely underdressed. I think I was dressed perfectly for it. But what's so, worse for you? Showing up to an event overdressed or underdressed? Overdressed. My biggest fear is trying too hard. And then underdressed also is a fear because it shows a level of disrespect for the thing you've been invited to. So both suck. And I mean, they're barely, overdressed is barely worse than underdressed. They're both awful. Um, but I was definitely, I was a little bit, uh, no, I was perfect. But this is what I ended up doing, Noah. So I went shopping that day to match the le- the leopard thing. I wanted, she said, just put on like a black slip dress underneath couldn't find one I did find a black dress but it was too long and like not that cute and I bought it just in case to have something and then I ripped the slip out from inside it because it's way cuter and was shorter and I put that on top and then the leopard thing underneath it and then with the boots and my sales and I agreed from the pictures I took in my bathroom like that's the look however the slip was completely see-through so okay shit it's a black slip see-through And it's like a shitty slip inside a shitty dress. Like, this isn't nice stuff. And so, but it's underneath the the leopard thing, which is nice enough. So it's kind of hidden. But I could not, I don't know what the flashes are going to be like on the red carpet. It could just be one of those moments where you're wearing see-through underwear. And I don't mind the topping see-through. I don't mind seeing a bra underneath. But like underwear, you don't really want to see that. I predict that's going to be the next fashion is like, uh, you know, see-through bottoms where you can just see your underwear. Um... So what I did was I was like, I have to layer it. What am I going to do? So I found a black tank top that matched the straps. This is so uninteresting to men, but in possibly most women. And then I found a blue skirt that would then like I had to find stuff to wear under the slip to make it not see through. Right. And to just make it look like it was just as. So I found a blue skirt that I got at American Apparel ages ago that I had just thrown in my bag on a whim. That was too loose, so I took a belt and I fastened the belt and the tank top underneath my slip with a cinching belt that, like, cinched my waist like, you know, Bridgerton. And then on top of that was the slip. So I had this crazy rig underneath to make this slip that was already shitty not that had hummus on it. I had somehow gotten hummus on my fingers and it wiped. It looks like deodorant, but it's harder to get off. And I wear – it's a new natural deodorant I'm trying, and it's just uh, Sabra hummus. And I go on the red carpet. I get there. The vet is, we had to get COVID tested in a garage. Uh, We arrive on foot from an Uber. Everyone else in LA is driving in. They have no entrance for us unless you're driving into the parking garage where the COVID test is. So we have to walk through traffic. And it's like, it was this whole uh, thing. I, um, I invited Jeff Dye to go with me. Uh, my friend Jeff Dye, who has one of the mo- most obnoxious cars I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, hey, Jeff, we got to pick up Jamie Lee. She's going to go with us um, on the way there. And he was like, I go, is that okay? Knowing it was okay, you know, but also getting to I do, asking for permission. And so 
<laughs> I go to Jamie, I go, it's going to be fine. But I, I'm like, you know, I got to ask Jeff. And so he writes back, actually, I can't give her a ride because my car's a two seater. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I was like, wonder what car he's going to bring because I have seen his red Jeep that is truly, I mean, Noah, this car, it's a gigantic red, flashy red Jeep. The tires are, I'm going to say, they're, it's a monster truck. You cannot get into the car without stepping upon the wheel and then up. Like it's a, um, it felt like a Jurassic Park ride. I felt like I was at Universal Studios. He pulls up to get me before we get Jamie. So, so we agree, we're going to go to Jamie's, park your car, then we're all going to Uber from there so we can all go together. He pulls up. I get in, I am like struggling. He goes, do you want me to help you? And I go, I would like you to get the door for me if I was in a Honda Civic, much less just having to climb upon a wheel to get in. And I'm wearing like a nice dress. So I, so he's trying to help me. He's like, you didn't even let me. And I'm like, you're right. I, I, I often do that to everyone. It's like, why didn't you give me this thing? And it's like, cause you are fast and I'm slow and you didn't give me time. So I just go, fuck it. I climbed in. I like flashed him on the way in. I was like, I'm wearing underwear. I don't even care because I had to like, it was just like, I was sweaty and like, we're in this Jeep that's open air. Thank God my hair was already pulled back. But it's like a, and then he has a, a he has a little speaker thing on it too that he takes, he takes the little thing and there's a speaker on it where he'll just go like, I like your pants, man. Like at an intersection to a guy walking by. He is insane. It was so, I was like, Jeff, please do not stop using that because he'll, he was, he does these things called life jokes that I am deeply uncomfortable by, but like, like they're just, he, he has a loud, obnoxious car and he also has this like speaker thing that he only brings joy to the world with. Like, he's just like, sorry about that, ma'am. I'll move right along. Like, it's just, everyone laughs whenever he does it. It's not like obnoxious, but it's like a speak, like it's a cop speaker on his car. So we get to Jamie's, we park, I climb down from the um, dune buggy, we go to the event, we're like schluffing it, and we go get COVID tested, it takes forever, uh, but it was still fun, because we're all just like hanging out in a parking garage, and like looking at everyone else, and uh, I don't see any celebs yet, and then we finally get to the red, red, blue carpet, and there's bleachers of fans, two huge bleachers filled with fans, all masked up, just like waiting for the celebrities to arrive, kind of like e-red carpet things you see. I've never seen an audience for the red carpet before. And I go walk the carpet. Um, I'm the first one to walk. And we don't even get there early. And they're like, you're the first one. And I was like, that feels awkward. And the woman, there's like a woman assigned to walk you down the red carpet. She's dressed in all black. She's kind of like one of the crew. And um, and I'm joking with her and like being fun and like we're putting in eye drops, getting ready to go. The audience is kind of like watching us get ready, being like, who is that? Like people don't know, really know who we are or anything. And um, uh, one person said I'm a comedy icon and like filled the rest in and just like shouted like, you're a comedy icon, Nikki Glaser. And I was like, thank you, dad. I was like, thank you to that one person who informed everyone else that I'm someone uh, but I didn't really need it. It was just like, I love red carpets. I, I've been a nobody on red carpets for so long because I've had opportunities from famous friends who brought me that I always just tell the photographers, I know you don't know who I am. I'm Nikki Glazer. You're going to use this someday, whether or not, like whether it's on deadline cause I get something announced or, um, I die tragically and they're going to buy this. So just please get a picture. I've always, I make the photographers laugh. 
it's like I don't have a problem being uh, addressing them in a way that's like, I know I'm not a big deal, but just please get my picture. I need this for Instagram or whatever. And they laugh and they kind of take a picture. But this woman's going through and uh, takes, I go, can you take my purse? Is that okay to hold? For, it's like a part of my look, but maybe not. And she's like, I'll hold your purse. She goes, do you have a different lipstick? It's just like, and I, this woman is just like working. She's not a part of the beauty team. Like, there's no, she doesn't have this role. She just goes, your lipstick, it's a little like, it's just your lips are disappearing in your face. Literally as she's putting me on my mark with 60 photographers screaming my name, uh, she goes, do you have a different lip? And she's probably like my mom's age. And I was just like, no. I don't. I go, this is, I like this. And she was like, it's just, and I was like, okay, she's making me feel insecure right away. I take a bunch of pictures. I fucking kill it. I, she, she's a little surprised because she's like, wow, this girl like knows what she's doing and people are calling her name and wanting to, Nikki over here, Nikki over here. And I can tell this woman's like, wait, I thought this girl was like a nobody. And kind of, and then she goes, oh, and before this, she goes, there's a lot of like, you know, reporters here uh, doing interviews. We'll see if they want to talk to you. Maybe you can get them to talk to you if you flash a little leg. And I go, what if I just blow one of them? Because I hate the idea that like, <laughs> it really disturbed everyone who, who heard me say this to her because I just, this woman was already annoying me. And then she goes flash legs so that anyone wants to talk to you, meaning that's the only reason someone would want to talk to me. And I go, I'll just blow one of them. Just tell them I'll blow them. Because first of all, that's such an old fashioned like way to get, it's just like, I just didn't like it. I was just like, shut up. She's a nice woman. She was only trying to be nice, but I just kind of snapped back at her. And then we're going through, no, I get done with all my pictures. And then there's, there's a huge line, like all the way down the carpet, photographers, but also um, people doing interviews, Hollywood Reporter, E! News, different YouTube celeb showbiz channels. You know, the guy with the little microphone that has the name of their YouTube channel on the thing. And um, she goes up to me, she goes, the Hollywood Reporter wants to talk to you. And I go, oh, okay, great. I do that interview. Uh, e wants to talk to you. She goes up. She goes, E wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. And then by the end of it, she goes, wow, everyone wanted to talk to you. And I go, oh my gosh, it's almost like I'm talented. Huh? Where's my purse? And I just like, tug, I'm just like, I can't deal with you anymore. Woman who was hired to make me feel marginalized before I do one of the most important things. And, and I was already feeling insecure because I did not, Plan. I'm wearing a blue skirt from American Apparel with a belt underneath a dress underneath. A, it, was, it was a whole nightmare. And, and I don't even know if any of this was interesting, but the event was awesome. We finally get in there. We watched two episodes of uh, Ted Lasso. Tim Cook from Apple introduces Bill Lawrence, who then introduces uh, Jason Sudeikis. Bill Lawrence is my friend who's the creator of the show with Jason Sudeikis. They're all hilarious, actually. Um, Jeff, at one point, Jeff, who does these life jokes, at one point, Tim Cook, like head of Apple, is like, I really appreciate y'all being here tonight and kind of made a thing like, you're not going to say anything. And, and, and Jeff, we're in the front. We're in the second row. And by the way, all the cast and everyone is like kind of behind us because they're not wanting to be like center of attention. But they put me, I think they put me in the second row because I was like uh, probably one of the people who wasn't on the cast, one of the most famous people there. And that's not, and just because I got an invite, it wasn't because famous people didn't want to be there. Like it was just select people and I'm friends with Bill Lawrence and it was just such, and a huge fan of the show. So it was an honor. And when Tim Cook goes, uh, it's great to be here with you all. I'm excited to be here with you. 
Jeff goes, we're excited to be here with you. Like he heckled Tim Cook and I collapsed and I just go, Jeff, no. And then Tim Cook liked it. He was like, thanks, man. And then it got a laugh and like made him much more comfortable. So the heckle helped, but I was humiliated and, but it was kind of fun because he was getting a kick out of how embarrassed I was. And then Tim Cook kept talking and the whole time. I'm like, please do not say anything else. Please. Bill Lawrence at one point got up and was like, uh, said a joke and was like, well, I thought that was going to get more. Or he goes, he got like an applause and he goes, well, I got to be honest. I expected a little bit more just making a joke. And then Jeff stood up to give him a standing O and I'm like, sit down, stop it right now. Like, and, um, it was just one of those things where it was like, I was mortified. I was like, Andrew is whenever I do, when I was practicing our dance at the airport the other day to do on stage, Andrew got so embarrassed at the airport that I was doing the dance. I have to go now and bring Andrew in. But um, yeah, I know, I know what that felt like. And the truth is uh, there was nothing to be embarrassed about. Everything was fine. And, um, but I just, I, I'm, I get so, I felt the way people feel when they're at a comedy show and someone at their table is heckling and the rest of the table is like, please make her stop. And I always say that whenever someone heckles, I go, your table is so humiliated being with you. You are ruining this for them. They feel responsible for you. Just don't do this to your friends. So um, just don't do that to your friends. Let's get one of my friends in here. Andrew! As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's Ultimate Girl Bomb Grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some like inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is 
like one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on like what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you. I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you the best way to get started is better help. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, he's been here all morning. I don't understand your vibe. Hey, Andrew. No one comes in our podcast studio. I mean, Luigi just got very mad at our <laughs> uh, one of our technicians. <laughs> Has he ever bit a random stranger? Me. <laughs> the first day I had him. Remember when you bit me, bitch? Yeah, the first day I got him, he was a uh, rescue and um, did not like my vibe and bit me in the hand and I cried. And my parents were in town in L.A. and they were like, you need to get rid of this dog. This is because I was fostering him. And they were like, you cannot do this. This dog is broken. And my dad's like, I've never had a dog bite me before. This dog is. There's something wrong with this dog. I've never had a dog do act like that. And I was like, I'm going to keep this dog. And not only am I going to keep him, but he's going to be better and more well-behaved than any dog you've ever had, Dad, in your 66 years of life. And guess what? He is. Do you know what Luigi is? I'm going to brag right now. He's a dog where I can walk down the street. Yeah, listen up, listener. Listen up, besties, because this you know what kind of dog this is. I don't have to have him on leash, and he follows me. And he can be around other dogs and he can be around people and he follows right next to me like a calm little dog and he can be off leash. So suck it, dad. Not only did this dog bite me in the first day, but now he is a dog that follows me next to my ankles and uh, is he's well more well behaved off leash than on when he's on leash. He'll pull. But when he's off, he knows that this is a privilege and he needs to stick to the rules. And no. I'm I'm a person that can walk down the street with a dog off leash in the city. That is amazing. Um, People look at me and they I, go, I don't like that. And I'm like, my dog's not going to have an issue. It's your dog. The problem is, is people go off leash with dogs that should not be off leash. Yes. It happens way too much. And that's why I always put him on leash as soon as I see a dog coming because I don't want that owner to be like, this girl with the dog off leash. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> but I do know. And Luigi's a <laughs> pussy and will not get into any scu- scu- scuffle. Yeah, when when he bit he you, handle. he bit your hand. Like yeah. how hard? Blood. Bl- blood. 
Wow. There, 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 there was, was blood, be blood. blood. Mm-hmm. Was be blood. Yep. <laughs> there was, uh, there was blood. And, um, I just, I, I just got re- bit by a dog. Cause I was, you know, as a dog walker, I was your dog walker. It took a while for Luigi to open up to me. He never bit me though, because I'm better looking and more attractive and have thicker nipples. You yeah. know that, uh, then me, uh, should we have a nipple off? No, <laughs> no. Like we'll just show Noah. Noah. I'm not. <laughs> what do you mean a nipple off? I mean, like yours this... are men. My nipples definitely get bigger than yours and like puffier because I'm a woman who ovulates. <laughs> I and don't around know, your dude. period, your your nipples get no, dude. I mean, yours have like puffiness around the areola. Like it's not even like the nip part is puffy. Uh-huh. It's like the puffiness around it. And mine's flat, so yeah, mine are. That's what I'm less saying. Puff, puff, daddies. Yeah, they're not bad. Thanks. That's full puff too. I showed you no. I didn't even try to harden them up. Well, thank you for that. Does that Louis? That's not like a. That's not fucked up to do that to someone to show if you're jerking off while doing it or just <laughs> ask. I mean, it would be weird if someone didn't ask for that. You kind of said Noah, and I still went without. No, consent. I said I don't want to show no okay. Noah uh, my nipples. Um, this dog. Uh, he had a, a Bernese Mountain Dog, uh, and. Uh, I always think of Bernays sauce whenever I say that. Ber- yeah. And, uh, or Bernie, Weekend at Bernie's, Bernays uh, sauce. Great movie. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie Mac's was an idea I had, and then well, someone yeah, else took it. And then Bernie it. Mac died. Bernie Mac no, is dead. No, after Bernie Mac died. Oh. I thought that would be you a funny idea. You mean it was idea. an idea for a tweet? It was going to be like a video I was going to shoot. With a guy that looked like Bernie Mac? Yeah. Weekend at Bernie Mac's. So... Uh, which black friend were you going to get to play Bernie Mac? I might have thought about doing blackface at the time, but I'm glad that was I'm eight months was ago lazy. before you knew it was wrong. I'm glad I was lazy. Um, um, and uh, yeah, I was sleeping on the couch in the Bernays Mac or <laughs> Bernays Mac dog <laughs> <laughs> was on the ground, and I was sleeping, and he was sleeping, and I just look, put my hand barely on, and he bit my hand. Yeah. Causing blood, and it's a big dog, you know, 120 pounds. I told my buddy about it. He gave me, he Venmoed me twenty dollars to to keep to my mouth. Keep, I mean, and it didn't work. Oh, it worked all until right. now. He paid ten extra. That is hilarious. <laughs> twenty dollars. It just what is that even? It honestly, what's it for? Just to be like, man. There's nothing. Yeah, man. Sorry 20, about the twenty dollars. Can in terms of like a tip, uh, if you leave like your maid a tip or like the uh, guy helps you with your bags to your room, a twenty versus a five, that'll keep. That'll keep. That's hush money for like. I, there were certain tips I've left for maids that are like, if you smell weed in this room, can you not report it? I left you twenty dollars to clean up a, a a room that doesn't really need that much. Like, like I haven't soiled much. Seems anywhere. like you're breaking a law there. Paying someone to keep quiet? No, I'm not actually doing it, but it's like I could see where they just got done cleaning a room that left that that was trash. The person left them no money. Which, if you ever check out of a room and you don't leave cash for the maids, you're you should stop listening to this uh, podcast. Someone recently told me this. We should have a segment called "Don't Listen to This Podcast," <laughs> and or it should be called "Don't Listen to This Podcast" because I say it so many times an episode. But truly, if you're someone who doesn't leave cash tip for a maid when you leave a hotel. Don't listen to this podcast or change your way because you didn't know better until now. Um, what if, though, you had a dog in your hotel room and it bit the maids? 
neck and then would you how much would you give the main not 20 you'd give her like 100 no i would pay for her medical bills that she needs like i i'm good about get, giving what they <laughs> well, i didn't deserve. go to i should have went to the doctor and been like hey man or i lie yeah and, you go to the doctor when you think you're choking on air yet you won't go when you get bit by a dog that could be rabbit yeah i asked him if he had rabies shots the dog died not long after that. i don't know it probably got rabies from me <laughs> It got la- lazies. Lavies. Labias. <laughs> Bernays. Uh, no, it's uh, the the dog bite thing is interesting because my my dad, I just remember him being like, Arthur, I've never had a dog bite me. That is so rah, rah. Then later on, they had a dog that would bite everyone. Yeah, and Karma. Then, and then, yeah, that dog named That's Karma. A pet. <laughs> and then... And then, uh, and then a Marion got attacked by a dog, and they're like, "Or why would you, that dog was a vicious Cujo that needs to be put?" It's like, no, you had a do- dogs. That dog is sweet. That dog that bit Marion and attacked Marion was just dogs. Don't do that because they're they're either trained to do it and attack things, or they're acting on instinct. It's not like a dog is actually a sociopathic dog that like wants to cause harm, like. <laughs> It's not the dogs. The dog is just being an animal. So I literally don't get mad at dogs when they bite. But my oh, that dog is fucked up. And so it's like, what are you talking about? It's uh, just a dog. It was being a dog. Yeah. Let a dog be a dog. Everyone How go, do we expect it not? My dad got so mad when I posted that Marion got attacked by a sweet. I go, Marion's a sweet dog. And so was the dog that attacked her. And my dad saw that on Instagram and goes, what do you mean he's a sweet dog? And I go, because every dog is sweet. No dogs are born like... I'm going to rape and murder. Like there are no, I don't think they're psychopathic dogs. And so if you are a dog that attacks someone, I think you're sweet and you're just trying, you're, you're probably chained up in the backyard so much. And you have a lot of anger and angst. And it comes out when you see a little white dog that looks like a squirrel that it looks a hundred years old. And maybe <laughs> I mean, if I saw Marion running out, I would think it was like a white Walker. Like that um, Marion doesn't look like a dog. Yeah. Marion looks like a floating rag. That's like made out of like cream cheese, old cream cheese. Yeah. You probably uh, and- just thought it was a dehydrated <laughs> poodle, an air fried poodle. <laughs> I mean, I told you about my one buddy got bit by a dog, Birdwell, and he was laying on the couch. A Doberman bit his nose off and ate it. Ate the no- swallowed it. Swallowed his Did nose. Did they have to wait for it to shit and pick out the nose? <laughs> he picked his nose, all right. Oh my god! Yeah. What, he, so what does his nose look like now? Uh, they took the door. <laughs> took the Doberman's nose. They were like, "I nose for a nose." <laughs> Yeah, it's a Birdwell. It's a Doberman. His name is Birdwell, and <laughs> no, he has. It should be Dogwell. Yeah, uh, dog knows well. Dog. Uh, it sounds like Birdwell is such a weird. I kind of like that last name. So yeah. wait, does he really have a weird nose? Now? So they took skin. I used to do a joke about it, but I think I was wrong. I think they took skin from like his thigh, but I used to do that. He took skin from his ass. And made a nose out of it, and then that nose grew hair. So he mm. had ass hair coming out of his nose. That happens sometimes where they take scrotum skin because you guys have so much extra skin on there. It'll be used to patch up. I saw someone with a, um, like a finger, like they their finger was burned, so they needed to do a graft or something, and so they put it or their hand, and they they put it on their uh, finger or hand, and then it looked like ball skin on, and it grew like it grew like pubic ball skin. I mean, I think that's cool. The only place you should love that. change your ball skin is your elbow skin mm. could get 
a ball skin transplant, but you well, don't put either. ball skin. I mean, ball skin looks ridiculous. I think it would be so funny if I had a part of my hand that was labia skin. <laughs> I would show it off and be like, my labia is on my hand. I think it's cool. My friend, Catherine, had uh, tore her ACL and anyone, look at the, fr- camera's frozen on Noah and she literally looks like her head is into her skin laughing. Uh, she bent her head back and she looks like that guy from um, 90 Day Fiance, the little one that's like, that has no neck. But hot. But like so hot. Um, my friend got her ACL ripped and got a cadaver's ACL, which is a popular, is it one of the ways that people, I have their- a dead guy's balls. Did I ever tell you? I mean, yeah, I didn't tell you that. Did what? I? Yeah. That's yeah. what you mean. You wouldn't have your dead ball guy skin on your hand, but you would have your own. No, I, no, I wouldn't want, no, I'm just saying, why are we taking ours? I mean, that's absurd. The skin from your balls. I mean, get it from anywhere else where it looks like regular skin. Because you have a lot of extra skin down there and you, then that means you have to take out a piece of your thigh. That's going to be, uh, yeah, your balls already look gross enough. Who cares if you that's like a good take point. and you. I would want to tighten those up if I were with guys. I would uh, want to remove ball skin. And put I'd it like to else. take my hand skin and put it on my balls, smooth it out a little bit. These right. things are wrinkly, boy. Right. I'd have to get an old man's hand to, to, <laughs> to get my the ball shape. You, that should be a new thing to. Um, but oh yeah, if your balls got mangled somehow, if your balls got you mangled, use a ninety-year-old. You use a cadaver's ball skin yeah. or hand skin to match. <laughs> I'm so confused. But my friend got a cadaver's ACL, and I think it's so cool to have someone's, a dead person's part in That's your body. Crazy. I think it's awesome. I want one. What do you want? I'm going to go skiing so I can fuck my ACL up. Um, I just want a dead person's body, and I think it would just be a cool story to be like, I are, have a Are you dead- an organ donor? Um... Uh, I think I do donate to Oregon, and um, this I think everything I donate ends up at Goodwills across America. Uh, yeah, I think I'm an organ donor because I'm not one of those people that's like, they're going to kill me on purpose so they can give my heart to a, a, oh, I didn't a know rich that was a person. Thing. Oh, my God. People say that all the time. It's wow. This, it's Yeah, it's obnoxious. It's, you know, conspiracy stuff of like, I'm not going to do it because what if, um okay, what if Princess Diana, someone like that, needs uh eyes and then the, i'm happen to be in a car accident the same day and i they could serve they could uh they could save me but they go this girl has some pretty blue eyes and diana oh could really you. use those or whatever happened she needs something so they just like don't work as hard on me and then they have the eyes for the rich famous mm. person and then ivanka trump has my eyes yeah yeah that would i'd be honored <laughs> she has such impeccable taste and then you know oh my you god like, you're like yeah I broke my wrist uh, we got uh, she died yes. uh, but her wrist was just uh, I go she I have nice a UTI eyes, why are you putting me to death I saw a guy get shot one time outside a comedy club mm-hmm. a comedy show in LA and he was shot like by the neck area and when they were walking he was able to walk out though like he wasn't like like grazed him I guess Uh huh. this was like outside the show right before the show started and they walked when him was away. this uh, like five years ago at the comedy store. No, this was in. Um, there was like a weird like bookstore show in L.A. Did you ever do it? Where like mm. I don't know, like Camille had that show where Camille. Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, yeah? M- Meltdown Comics. Yes, Meltdown Comics. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and Camille. I mean, what did you say last night? There was some show on, and you go, "Yeah, it's stars." We were watching. Oh, do okay. There's a new show called Song Exploder. It's based off a podcast about songwriting. And Andrew's like, you got to watch Song Exploder on Netflix. I go to look at it. The first episode is Dua Lipa. And Andrew goes, I already saw that episode. Can we watch the next one? 
And then he starts telling me about it, and like, and he goes, "Dewey Lupa, like you could do a Lupa." I can only imagine how many times they said "Dua Lipa" and you couldn't retain it. And then Kumail, you need to know that name. I mean, he, yeah, he is free. Kumail, he's Jack now. Okay, so you saw a guy get shot outside of Meltdown Comics. Yeah, and he's walking away, and they put him in like a little gown, and his pants were off, so his little ass his was out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? <laughs> Do you have to maybe take the guy's pants off? Maybe they're prepping neck. it so that they could remove a chunk of it and put it on his uh, oh, shoulder. True. True. They took his balls and put it on his neck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with like face transplants. And I wonder if you needed a face transplant and there was a black person, they, if they would put a black person's face oh, on a white wow. person. Or vice versa. Interesting. I take it. I take whatever I could get. If yes. so I didn't have like one of those faces so that looked put- like an asshole where it's like sucked in in the, in the middle. Because people like they lose. tried to do a full head transplant, really. Which is the person died, obviously, because yeah. they cut his head off. <laughs> well, at least they tried. Keep trying. <laughs> Keep trying. Wait, let's get to the news. The news, apparently. I have a feeling there's going to be something in the news that's going to be similar to these things uh, that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Got a great show today, folks. I'm pulling up the news. Why are you talking like it hasn't started yet? Uh, because I'm stalling. Okay. Hey, here it is. And here we are. Oh, I hope you're having a great time out there. I was going to say. I was yeah, going to wait. Had all the swells. I hope your weekend was as as uh, romantic and uh, as ours was. What? I don't know. What? Was your, ro- was your weekend romantic? No, she had the sh- poops. Mine was. True. Wait, is she okay? Yeah, I stayed up with her all night last night. I came over there. She had. She didn't think I was coming over. She never wrote, I'm come over. I just wrote, I'm coming over to save the day because my girlfriend has horrible stomach pain. Yeah. And she had like little zit, like, you know, band-aids on her head. And she's like, you shouldn't see me like this. And I was like, she's eating gas axe. And I was like, this is great. I'm, I like you more it. now than ever. That's yeah. great. Um. Yeah, so, okay, first headline. I bought those little zit band-aids that she told me to get. They haven't arrived yet, but I got a zit yesterday. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I can use one of those little patches that Brenna told me about. Oh, it hasn't come yet? It hasn't come yet. Okay, top 20 things that millennials think make you old, as well as percentage of respondents who agreed. Millennials are old right now, by the way. Gen yeah. Z is the, so this is millennials? Yes, millennials that, yes. Okay, I'm a millennial. Are you? Yeah, barely. Barely? Is it like? Right under the wire. I think it's 81, dude. Oh, up to 40. No, 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 no. I think 1981 is the cutoff. I think think you might be a Gen What would I be, a Gen Baby Boomer? Gen X. We got to look that up. Okay, here we go. Top 20 things that millennials think make you old. Using cash. Dude, I I got those $100. I'm just so confused why we're... Millennials are old. Like yeah. the, the new thing is Gen Z is telling us what makes millennials old. So is this millennials telling millennials what makes them old? I don't understand. Okay. Remember when Gen Z came out and said, if you have a side part, that equals old. If you mm-hmm. use emojis, that means you're old. If you write LOL instead of that makes you old. If this, you- is, this is signs uh, that make you old according to millennials okay so millennials saying like guys let's get together there's things that are making us look old let's stop doing them using cash i agree i get cash when i perform at this show in la and they give me 
so much cash and I don't, I don't know what to do with it. And I, um, I mean, I use it for tipping. That's it. And then the, then you literally can't spend it anywhere. No one, I've, I haven't paid for something in cash. They look, you, you, you get looked at like a leper mm-hmm. if you bring out cash, especially, I don't know, I had those $100 bills from over the weekend, and I couldn't get rid of them. So I went to Golf Galaxy, and I, I got rid of them real quick. But uh, Just you dropped them in the dressing room when you were trying on pants? Yeah. And just lost them? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. I Actually, lose, can I borrow money? I literally, I used to have a joke that was like, I lost so much money this weekend. Literally, I lost it. Like, it fell out of my wallet. <laughs> I, 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 if I thought about all the money I've lost, not just like, oh, gambling or lost it on a bad deal, literally fell on the floor or got was in my pockets and I sent it away for laundry. And gratefully, I've had really honest laundry people in my life that have found $100 bills from <laughs> when I get these gigs. Yeah. I just like they pay me on the spot and I just put it. I don't have my purse on me. I put it in my back pocket. I forget to check it. And they've put it in a little bag and then, and I eventually like give it to them because I'm like, you return, that's so, or whatever. But um, I lose money all the time. I lose credit cards all the time. I am just, I lost those chips the other night. Essentially, cash is like a gift certificate. You know, like there's no more gift certificates, there's just gift cards. Remember, you yes. used to go to a place and they'd have to write mm-hmm. in cursive on it, and it's a big, ch- looks like a big check that you would win if you get the lotto almost. Yeah. That, I always used to say that uh, Canadian money was a gift card, was a gift certificate to can- to buy things in Canada. I always look at, it doesn't even look like real money to me. I'm just like, I need to spend this while I'm here on something in this big store that is Canada. But that's what cash is now in America. Yes. It's yeah, a it gift feels card. Like, it feels like monopoly. It doesn't even feel real. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like you can convert it to the numbers that you see in your bank account, even though that money's not real. Although it's it feels literally numbers. good, though, because... You don't hold it a lot because you don't have a magazine in your hand. Like when you actually, I was holding on that hundred the other day, and I was like, "This feels nice." Yeah. I forgot this tangible thing. Like Venmo, you just here's fifty bucks. Did I even was that even like oh. that's why Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is the thing because no one. I spend so much more money because I just do Apple Pay and I go. I don't even bring my wallet anywhere anymore. I literally just bring my phone and I go click click double and then yeah. boop in it does it and it doesn't feel like anything and if i walked into the kitchen and you had an actual newspaper and you were like folding yeah <laughs> i'd be like what the fuck are you doing that's what cash is now yes it's yeah it's All obsolete right. a hanky up your sleeve no millennial did that what, what uh, are these magicians <laughs> not, how to not to be a millenn- Get, getting bills through the uh through the mail oh yeah I literally haven't checked the mail. I've said literally a lot today, but I literally haven't checked our mail in months. Yeah, there's stuff in there for you. Okay. I'll bring it up. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever paid a, a paper bill in my life. <laughs> and uh, They I probably, scare me. They there was scare a- me so much. I What I do is I put them on the side <laughs> and I go, I'll open it later and then I... And then I wait until it's so late that it doesn't matter. And then I then I flipped it over and written down a, a note that uh, to myself and never I write, opened like, the directions mail. <laughs> to a place. Yeah, dude. Uh, one time I I kept ignoring this bill from a hospital and it was like eating me up and yeah. in t- inside because I couldn't open it and see how much it because I thought it was going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. I know. I ignored this thing for seven months. Is it like five dollars. It was twenty five dollars. Yeah, it and was, you just couldn't even look at it. I couldn't I look at it. So often the things we're we similar avoid. in like kind of those like weird like what we like are afraid of. I won't like go to my email anymore. My email is turning into my mailbox where I just go. There's some days where I'm just like I used to love my email. It's just only good news, only cool things, and now it is just it's just it's bills. 
it's not even bills, but it's just like things that are going to take your time and money to account for and people are waiting um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bad habit to be scared of these things. It, oh, I terrible. always remember that book, the tools that I read one chapter of, yeah, you and the first tool was it, fear. Yeah. Uh, the first tool was to be excited about fear. So whenever I'm like scared about doing something, I go, I love fear. Fear makes me stronger. I can't wait. Bring it on. I do the mantra that that thing taught me. And I, I think about how much I like love the fear. And then it makes you just throw yourself into it a little bit more. But it takes so long to get there. It's all I do fear. like that. I remember that one chapter <laughs> that we both kind of skimmed. Yeah. And, and it talked about, though, how uh, you got to say what your fear is. Like literally verbalize what's the worst what are you afraid of? And verbalize it and like get to know it. Like, so for and that, be it. like, and learn to love it yeah. and realize that like, I actually love yeah, what I bring fear. It on. Bring it on. And you're supposed to say, bring it on. I love fear. Fear sets me free. Bring it on. That's what you're supposed to say over and over until you right. um, believe it. And it actually worked for me to edit my special back in the day. Writing lists with pen and paper. You do that. Um, yeah, I make a to-do list. It really makes me I, I, when I do a to-do list before I go to bed, you're supposed to do six tasks on it because uh, that's, that's all you should be able to get done in a day at most. Like don't give yourself more than six and then whatever you don't get done, um, add those, those come at the top of your list. You should put them in order of importance and whatever you don't get done, those go to the top of your list the next day. And then you make six again. And it's just, for some reason, that helps me get stuff done so much more than literally anything, more than a deadline, more than someone texting me, hey, can you send this? Just having a list and being able to cross it out and- um, I've never made a list in my life. Really? Never in my life. I mean, I know you've never made a list of like the top 40 comics to watch, but like you've never written a list. I'm sorry, I'm just, it's easy. Son of a bitch. Um, wait, you've never made a list? Yeah. I've never written. Lists, I've never written down a list in my so life. It's so fun. One time, I made a list of like every guy I've ever like hooked up with. Oh, well then that's fun. That's I. I would just write down unknown or sixty times. A list of your favorite. Um, <laughs> that was a good joke. Uh, unknown sixty times. That's so funny. And then Brenna. Um, <laughs> uh, zit, zit patch head. Hey, don't you dare. Ledge head. No, uh, she knows I love her, and she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in person. Um, oh, why don't you make you. a list of you have nothing to do with it? Um, why don't you make a list? Uh, <laughs> you had nothing to do with her creation. It's uh, not true. I'm her father. <laughs> oh dear. Oh wait. I'm sure that gets said in bed sometimes. Um, <laughs> let's get to, okay. But I love lists. Yeah. No, I, I like going through these though. I feel I like make we have you a make a list someday. Well, top one, bottom one is is a list, and sometimes you make that. We, and we're going to do a top one, bottom one today. Twoo. Let's get to the next uh, two. I'm so sick of this two. Uh, <laughs> Can no, we? Yeah, yeah. If let's you get ever, into this. No, if you ever hear Andrew say two, <laughs> it's it's an inside joke that him and Brenna have together. It's a cute, like you know, like couples have like cute things. I think it's adorable <laughs> when they do it together. Sometimes he'll do it to me, and I go, No, no, this is you and Brenna. Don't bring me into two. And don't bring it on our show, you bastard. Uh, it does feel fun, Unless though. Unless you want to give it to us, but I feel like it's your thing. Yeah, true. We have true. We have uh, yam, mm -hmm. where you, something's yum, you say yam. Uh-huh. Uh, we have chicon, which mm -hmm. is a chicken cone place down the street. We just combined it to chicon. That's cute. And uh, we got, oh, uh, Azu Azu. God, I can't wait for this relationship to end. Um, I'm so glad she's moving to Chicago so you can... Uh, Twoly stop making these words up and sharing them with us. No, I think it's really cute. Yesterday, I, the person that I'm kind of talking to, uh, we were working on a crossword together and it was like a sound, it was the, the clue was like a sound a dog made. <laughs> so 
dog mixed. And it ended up being R. It was three letters. Arf. It ended up being Arf. But it could be like, uh, you know, that it bark. could be it could be Yip. No, oh. it's three letters. Yeah, but Bark B R K. No. It wouldn't be that because it would be actually a word. Okay. So, tomato, uh, tomato. But he wrote down W U F as in woof. And I just thought that was the cutest thing. Uh, like, yeah. I, if like anyone else did it that I didn't think was an adorable man, I would just be like, you idiot, woof. But I was just like, that's so cute. You think woof is spelled W U F. And so I like. Well, a dog could have a speech impediment. It's so cute. It's just so funny the things like if you like someone, like the things they do as like adorable versus if you did it, I'd be like, Andrew, you don't know what wolf is. Yeah. You, yeah. It, I wouldn't be like, that's so cute. Maybe I would. I don't know. I'm trying to be nicer to you. Uh, <laughs> try. I am. I'm always trying to be a nicer person. I agree. All right. Uh, they call Next me story. the lobster lady. Virginia or Je- Jenny is 101 years old and maybe the oldest person in the world lobster in. 101 getting out on the boat every day. She said, I Lobstering. usually. Is that really the verb? Yeah. Okay. And she goes, I usually get up quarter of five. I feel like that's a sex the- move we we talked about in that Kama Sutra day, the lobstering. The where you just where you get in a, a hot bath and you scream <laughs> and you put rubber bands around your hands. <laughs> and you fuck inside a restaurant. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I usually get up a quarter of five, pile into the old Ford and drive the winding road to Alice in Maine. A hundred and one. Whoa. I do I like this. Her 78-year-old son. <laughs> like, I just love when people have kids that are 80. Like, it's just so funny. It's to like me. when my grandma had a boyfriend, and we'd be like, grandma's boyfriend. It was just like combining an old and young thing. Yeah. Like someone's, yeah. oh, you know, her tot, uh, Winston, who's 83. <laughs> yeah. She's got a little one running around. How long do you want to work? That's what I was thinking about when I was reading this. I was like, I could see Nikki as 105 being like, my pussy is dusty. Yeah, you know, uh, well, that changed. I definitely want to be funny till the end, but I just I just know that when you get older, you get less funny because you're cognitively like not as much there. So I still want to be working and like, I just want to be happy. So if, if work still makes me as happy, I'll still be working. This weekend when I did... um I went to Florida on on Friday for a Saturday show. I was doing a private birthday party, which I didn't know that I was going to enjoy because those can be such hell gigs. But it was in uh, Palm Beach at uh, my old a, stomping ground, the old stomp grounds uh, <laughs> where you just used to stomp around. Yep, you were stomp. angry boy. Oh, um, stomp it. I it was a really nice section where it was like the only stores are like Gucci and Versace and like uh and like yeah yeah, all just like the highest end stuff like just who's buying this shit right now like it's so funny to me that stores i went in saks fifth avenue because i was getting starbucks at the uh, near where i was staying and i walked past saks and it was like early in the morning on saturday and i was like oh maybe i could find a dress for tonight or just like browse around these places that, you know, sell $400 shoes that are like, that's the cheapest <laughs> shoe they sell. And like all these nice clothes, these places are embarrassing to go in now because it's like everything must go. Things were 70% off because no one likes luxury anymore because it's in, right now with the way the world is, I think there's like a, uh, just a vibe of like having things that are luxury is kind of not in. Yeah. Like it's it's more in to do like upcycled things and to like less is more. It's not like uh, abundances. Yeah, like that was more like nineties two thousands like 
you know, labels and stuff. And now it's just, you go in there. I mean, Barney's closed. Barney's was like the hippest place to shop up until the pandemic. And now it shuttered its doors. And I go in the sacks and it's just like <laughs> I keep overpriced for the fat. What? When you keep saying sacks, I keep envisioning <laughs> that's the place you go to get ball skin. To get, yeah. <laughs> well, the, they they should get into that business because they... They can't Could you sell imagine a bunch of balls on the wall and next to a Gucci bag? You're like, hmm. Have you seen that uh, backpack that looks like a scrotum that's always on Reddit? <laughs> it literally looks like a gigantic scrotum and it's like just Not on funny. purpose though? Not no, like on, pur- on purpose, oh, okay. yeah. It look, really looks real. But um, Yeah, so you go in there. But didn't you buy something? Yeah, I bought a lot of stuff because it was all marked down like crazy. I bought so much stuff. I bought, um, and I love shopping there because I've never shopped at Saks because it's like an old rich woman's store. And I went in there and really like felt like uh, Julia Roberts. Like Sounds like Florida grew on you a little bit. Well, yeah, it was nice. I mean, I was there a very short time. What I was going to say about the 103-year-old woman is I was at this birthday party for a guy 60 years old. He was a huge fan. His wife surprised him by booking me. It was a 50-person event inside this um, banquet hall, and they called it the Roast of Kevin. Uh, I don't want to say the guy's last name, but his whole family was there. And I asked if they wanted me to roast him when I initially got booked for this because that would be very easy. I would just write a bunch of jokes and then have them on a paper and read them and have a good time. And they'd be specific for him, but they were like, no, just do material. He just wants material. And I get there, and there's a sign that says the roast of Kevin. It's his big (laughs) face. And I go, why didn't, I asked if this was a roast. And they were like, no, well, they're roasting him all weekend. It's like, it's a whole weekend event. His friends have been roasting him all weekend. That's why we called it that. But we want you to do material. I go, yeah, don't have the one person who's best at roasting in the world to your event. And then, uh, uh, you know what? (laughs) You said yesterday, you were like, That'd be like having, uh, you know, we got Michael Jordan to come and uh, we don't want you to play basketball. We want everyone else to play basketball and for you to do, uh, you know. Baseball, to, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, Which he you actually know, did. Yeah. Do a um, theatrical presentation of Space Jam. It's like, why would be you? good. Why? Yeah, I mean, that would be great. I mean, that'd be, I, I would like that better than, a, uh, you know, a, Watch a basketball shoot. demo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, the show was so fun. His, his mom was there. He wanted me to do the most filthy sex material. That's what his wife said. He's He loves oral sex, especially receiving. He likes jokes about it. All he does is watch stand-up. I, I hear your voice all the time, blah, blah, blah. She gave me this amazing intro. I came in, surprised everyone. He was just so excited. Um, and his 90-year-old mother was there, who I thought was going to just be in the corner, like, dying, right? Or, like, not really present. She was so with it, <laughs> had the funniest jokes for me afterwards. She was like, I, she told all these, like, me too jokes of, like, oh, honey, I feel like you lived these back in the day. Like, these are all, like, jokes about, like, a dentist assaulting a woman. And, like, yeah, it was just, like, but they were funny, but they were just, like, really, like, Jesus Christ, lady. She was 90, and she was so – I go, you're spry as fuck. Like, I love you. I told her that my bucket list was to eat pussy. I asked her what's on her bucket list, if we could just bang two out that night. I was like, let's just do it right now. It was. She was what so What was on fun. her bucket list? Did she answer? No, she didn't. Uh, I, I probably didn't let her because I was uh, scared of losing control of the crowd. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, she was – I just – I think that I'll be going that long too. There's something about these old people were all so stunning. All the women were so stunning. They were all in their like 70s, 80s, and maybe like some were in their late 50s. And they all were going up to me being like, you're too skinny. Look at you, you're so young and glamorous. Because I was younger than them. And I'm just like, 
I can't. I want to look like all of you. You look so fucking fancy. These were rich. <laughs> I rich can see old you women. moving into a nursing home now. Just they to didn't feel have too young. much plastic surgery. <laughs> they looked. I wanted to look like them. I felt yeah. like kind of embarrassed that I looked um, not as regal. So I'm. I don't know. After seeing all these women that just looked really sexy and older and like women that looked sexy in their sixties and seventies and eighties, and this woman in her nineties was like legit gorgeous. And um, it just made me excited. It was fun. So yeah, I'll be lobstering. Yeah, and but by none that, of I mean these women the are working. It sounds like it sounds like a lot of them are just hanging out by the yeah, pool. spending their uh, husband's money on a surprise birthday gift for their <laughs> the, the the guy whose uh, gift it was. Kevin, You're the lobster. He his dad used to own these like stores where he I go was your dad he used to own electronic stores and he was known as the cheapest guy in town. And I go was your dad one of those guys waiting like. Like, Larry, you gotta stop selling all these TVs. We're gonna starve to death. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. I always wanted my dad to be the commercial guy in town. I was like, that, and I go, I'm glad that, um, I go, I bet you inherited his genes. And so I'm glad your wife booked me and you're gonna be very upset with how much I'm getting for this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, she yeah, really yeah. spent your money. And she was like, girl. And I asked her if she was good at oral sex. And she was like, how do you think I paid for all of this? She was like very open about like, yeah, yeah, it was great. Next story. Or are we doing top one, bottom one? Why I can't I read your... Oh, why, why do, do I, I care? Why do I care? Uh, an 18-year-old is going to space with Jeff Bezos tomorrow, taking the place of an auction winner who would purchase the ticket in the auction for $28 million, but then no longer could attend because of scheduling con conflicts. Do you get a refund on that? <laughs> he goes on the next. He, he said he's doing a future one. What, did he have a dentist appointment? <laughs> what, what the thought. hell? I think he got scared. I think he got space feet. What could that have been? He's like, they can only give me an unsupercuts at, at four <laughs> o'clock on Friday, so I have to cancel the. Um, That's how rich trip. these motherfuckers are, that a guy could spend $28 million and go, Oh, I got a uh, a thing. I think he got scared. Is there a cancellation fee? Like you got to pay ten million because we have to reschedule you. Like yeah. He and so an eighteen year old's going in his place. What did this eighteen year old do? So the eighteen year old has an OnlyFans where she blows Basil. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's an eighteen year old who's the son of uh of a guy, this capital guy who's like a billionaire as well, who bought a seat, decided to give it to his son. Oh, his eighteen. Because I think he got scared. He doesn't care if his like son he dies. Have to pass rigorous physical tests to go up there. Too. Another, the other guy's eighty-two. This pilot or eighty-one-year-old man. Wow. Yeah. Um. So an eighteen-year-old who has a rich dad is going to space. Yeah. I would not want to go to space. If someone goes, Nikki, you want to go to space? I would pass. I have a couple things with space that I just don't understand. What? Number one. Okay. Take air, airplane travel, mm. for instance, right? In the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. In the 50s, it was like, whoa, and it was expensive, and it was like regal, and people would look out the window and be like, oh, my God, there's yeah. uh, Tom's house or whatever. Right. And nowadays, we close our shade. We don't give a fuck, especially mm -hmm. the higher we get, the quicker our shade goes down. Mm -hmm. That is space. By the time it gets cheap enough for people like me or you or whatever, like where maybe you'll get on before me. but uh, Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you'll like go. I, I you'll gotta go. move a hair appointment. At yeah, great clips. But, but yeah. my point is, is by the time it's there, we'll get to space. You're barely outside the Earth. You're gonna be like, oh, that's a star. Like, I'd rather watch Avengers on my phone. I'm gonna close the sh shade. Like, we're not gonna care. Right. So it's like we're these billionaires that are like, we're we're we're. It's like the initial Wright brother. They're trying to like be like the Wright. You're not the Wright brothers. You're just like rich and going to a place. What? Why are we upset about it though? I'm confused. Because because they're saying it like, oh, I'm doing this so then poorer people can go up one day. Is like, that what they're saying? Yeah, that's what. 
or like you dream. I I dreamed as Richard Branson. Also, my other thing is is we went to fucking the moon sixty years ago, mm-hmm. and these billionaires are like we bar- they barely got outside space. Mm. And I my my point is is like tell me when they get to Pluto mm. and open a cheesecake factory, right? With a smaller menu. That's what I want. So you aren't sold on space just because it's space. Like you would be up. But wouldn't you think it's cool to be up there and look out the window or no? Don't you think if you asked someone 50 years ago, can you imagine yes, being on a... Yes, but when things become a, ubiquitous, we, that's what I'm we saying. don't think they're as cool anymore. I mean, like black and white. Te- but so when you get excited about anything, do okay. you just go, why am I excited? Because eventually I'm not going to be as excited. I mean, a new relationship in the honeymoon phase, you're like, oh my God, right, brothers, we're up in this, we're like, but then d- does that mean you don't get in relationships because that's going to fade? Because it's always going to fade. The uh, initial awe of anything will always fade over time. Okay, so then, yeah, so then take space travel. 60 years ago, we landed on the moon, right? Yes. So why are we excited again? Because a billionaire went up there because it was like a, a more of a jet kind of plane. Because it's becoming something that people can do that aren't in NASA. And it's becoming, you know... I mean, it's still insanely exclusive. But yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, it already... I don't care at all. Okay, okay, Like, I literally don't care. I don't even know what they're doing up there. Are they just (laughs) going to look at the Earth from that angle? Bezos' flight is 11 minutes. Go to IMAX theater. It's 11 minutes. He's flying, he's getting barely outside into space, and then coming right back. Um, is he okay? Is that the so what is he even doing up there? He's gonna go, he's gonna float for two minutes and then be like, I did it. Oh, I did it for every American. Yes, it's like give me, give every American a million dollars. Shut give up. everyone that works in your factories a pee break for <laughs> 40 more seconds. And no, maybe I'm gonna that take could two have... of them to space one time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say the other day I ordered something on Amazon Prime and I swear to God, I got a parcel notification like five minutes later of like a parcel ended. And, and there was a part of me that it was just a separate one. <laughs> yeah, part of me yeah, goes, yeah, wow, yeah. we're there. <laughs> it has it, it literally just like, it's going to be there at some point where it's just going to be like tubes that send things from factories and none of us will, it'll all be machines. I am waiting for the day when the machines take over, when they just turn on us because they said that when it happens, They've it's going to be- taken over your bedroom already. It's going to be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, I think but Amazon has all these commercials now where they're like trying to show that their workers are so happy. Oh, it's like Honey Bunches of Oats factory with like oh. we're making cereal and it's like a happy black woman. It's like no, sh- th- this woman is peeing into uh, It was all disabled people another a commercial the other day of yeah. Am- Amazon workers. We have disabled people. We're good. We're because good. Because a giant forklift of dildos, boxes of dildos fell on them in a factory because they were trying to meet their quota. Of, they have little <laughs> timers on them. That's why they were disabled. I mean, yeah, every company tries to be like, look how green we are. Even ones that are like Exxon Valdez, you know, yeah. that, th- those. We're so woke while we're throwing oil at, on we, a bird. Oh, the Dawn soap. We help birds clean up one bird gets oil wiped off of it and we're like oh my god they are so eco-friendly if i buy dawn soap ducks are gonna be saved and it's just like what it tricked me this i mean it's the same thing of when you buy celsius because it says it burns fat like you just believe whatever no, they're trying- dust and poirier oh yeah that's right okay different reason all right let's get to top one bottom one Every Monday, we list the top one, bottom one thing of a category. Me, Noah, and Andrew are today going to say our top one, bottom one. Jobs. Jobs. And no, it's not going to be Steve Jobs or Blowjobs. These are uh, employment positions we've had in our lives. Bottom job you've had in your life. Those cuts of me. (laughs) 
be like, fuck. Yeah. Can't do those. Okay. I uh bottom job has to be me working as a fish truck driver, a lobster fish truck driver. It was actually a place called Lobster Place. I uh, I lost all my money. I moved to New York to be a screenwriter. I took one screenwriting class in New York. And my whole family was like, you got to have a career. You got to get a job. There were no jobs. Everything was destitute. There what year is this? Probably 2008, okay. 2007. So my family is all a bunch of you know rich Jewish people. I thought you moved out of Florida after the market crashed. So it's got to be, you know that was 2008, right? No, that was 2005, I thought. Or no, 2000. Okay, I'm sorry. You lost millions of dollars in that crash. Yeah. And you don't remember what year it was. It was very, very um, I notoriously. I PTSD. <laughs> I take it out of my mind. Luigi. Uh, Did you hear that he has a PTS? <laughs> so long story short, I get I, I take a job to be like, fuck you. I could do a blue collar job. You guys can't do this shit. It's kind of like you with your dad. Like, I'm going to save this dog. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Fuck you, mom and dad. Yeah. And I took this job where I added a Bronx. I had to leave at five in the morning. Where did you find it? Craigslist? My brother knew the owner of the place. So, oh, I so even you still t- needed family to, to get it. <laughs> yes, fuck you, brother. But uh, can you uh, call your friend? <laughs> Yeah, dude. And so I jab, 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 jab down at the jab lobsters, and uh, so I end up having added a Hunts Point. You know how far? That's like an hour and thirty mm-hmm. minutes oh on the train God, at Andrew? six in the morning to drive a fish truck. I wore again like a button down. I gave him a resume with my college degree. Everyone thought I was an impo- like a like uh you know undercover undercover boss, boss that drove that dressed overcover. You know, oh my like, God, it was. <laughs> So I'm in a fish truck delivering fish. Is this we, when you were a fishmonger? That was when I got a raise. They okay. put me in the fishmonger store. Okay. But we would drive the fish truck. We had to carry like hundred pounds of fish down the stairs. Like that's what like that's Someone's what's under all these restaurants. Right Someone's yeah. doing that right now. And drive Oh, a, I know. I've seen that before where they, they show up and then they carry all the fish down. Yeah. yeah and I would it stink. So I'd bad. come back on the train and homeless people would move away from me. I was disguised. Smelled like a fucking like a like a like And a sh- you were definitely not doing your laundry often. This no. is the time in your life where you were not taking care of yourself. No. So what what would you do with your clothes? You just buy new ones? No, I just would just I just turned into a sea creature. Did you have friends at this time? Were you doing stand-up? Were people like this showing is before up to open stand-up. Mics? This is when I was oh, doing boy. screenwriting classes. What? I don't even know about this time in your life. It's very Oh, this is a whole fun time. But yeah, so that was my worst job because dude, one time I was I, I was in the fish truck and the guy looks over to me and he got sick. He was like throwing up out the window and he's like, You drive. You're the captain now, pretty much. And like I'm driving the truck and I had to drive him to the ER. It was wild. Why was I this thought the he had worst bird job? flu too. What was the worst part about it? I mean, the dude, six a.m. on hour and thirty minute commute. Y- yeah, hour thirty minute commute to literally moving to New York to be a writer, comedy writer, and now I'm in a fish truck. How long did this last? That was three months, and then they moved me to the fishmonger. And then how long did you do that? Like six months, oh, probably. Dear God, what a terrible time. Yeah. In your life. But you know what? I met some great people. Okay, good. Okay. Well, maybe not so bad. <laughs> Noah, what was your bottom job? My bo- Okay, this happens to be the only job I've ever gotten fired from. Okay. Nice. It was I was so bad at it. So I worked for a CPA who was um an accountant and I was the bill collector <laughs> and I had to call people and get them to pay their past debts. <laughs> and it was the worst and most uncomfortable job. I've ever had it. Oh. I sucked at it. Calling, cold calling people. Well, with yeah, your I voice, just, Noah's voice being like, "Hey, 
And you're Hi. like, oh my God, it's so sweet. You owe $45,000 or we're going to take away your family's oh car. <laughs> and I just, Did you get cussed out? Um, I, they just like ignored me or whatever, you know, I had to like go after them. Then I had to like pretend, um, like to be like an actual like credit company and write them a letter and stuff. Oh my God. And you know, they didn't collect that, but they didn't open that bill. So I used to be the receptionist (laughs) for this company too. And, um, then I had to like work part-time. So they were helping me out and they gave me this job as like the bill collector. And I remember getting fired and the guy felt so bad for firing me. But I was just like, it's okay. I'm really bad at this job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just I, knowing that like, I, it's okay that I'm not good at this. I don't want to be good at this. Yeah. Right. What took you so, so long relieved. to fire me? <laughs> oh my God. So relieved. Yes. Where they're just, they, they politely let you go. Um, yeah. I, uh, that's the, my, I, I attempt for a while when I was trying to make ends meet in LA and um, they called, I had a temp job that was like, the whole week and they I think they called me on Wednesday and they were like you don't need to go in Thursday and Friday um they're gonna find someone out I was like it was just I was so bad on phones like connecting phones but my worst job for sure you just remind me of I was gonna say it was that one but it it's either when I know I always do a million of these but it was um it was oh wait I just lost it hold on let me get it back I was going to say babysitting for people whose the parents stay home when you're babysitting for the kid. That is fucking if you're someone who has a nanny and you're there while the person's there. That I know sometimes you have to be there because you're getting work done at your home office and the kids are in the other room. It just you can't beat the kids when the parents there. You can't do you can't eat their snacks as much as you want. No, you just can't. <laughs> Every time the kid gets upset, they go run off to the parents and then you look like you're failing. But it's just like if they know you're there, they're going to want you and they're not going to want the babysitter. But the worst job was uh, calling. I worked at the call center at KU, my college, my senior year, uh, the endowment center. And you had to call alumni and parents and ask for money to give to the endowment center money that they already owe for their student loans. They already owe money. They're already paying for their kids. They're either parents or alumni. They're already given so much to school and you have to call and ask and there's an ask ladder and you have to start here and then it's just sales. I hate sales. Any door. Despise my dad made sales. me do door to door cable sales oh. for a summer. I hate convincing people to spend money on something I don't believe in. I just hate it. I hate it. I remember I had to do door to do going up door to door. I, I, I did real estate for you know a long time and this guy and we got a new like boss and he made me like go to the person's house and be like, hey, do you want to sell your house? And the person's like, get the fuck out of here. How much? You know? No, no, no. But like, really, like it's, it feels extremely awkward, doesn't it? When you're walking up, it's like a slow walk up the driveway. Yes. The, the idea that you are just trying, it's just, you're a shyster. Like, unless I really believe in, I don't want anyone to ever spend money on anything unless they want it. I don't want to have to convince you. Same with dating. I don't want to have to convince you to like me. Like I, you just gotta do it. Otherwise, I feel like I'm, um, I'm lying. Have you tried door to door with For, your vagina? I mean, might be a good idea. Back door to back door, <laughs> because guys always sneak me in. That wasn't an anal joke. Um, <sighs> I have to write back to this thing right now. So sorry, the font is so small. Um, okay, uh, best job, top, mm. top, top job. I mean, this excluding. Probably, yeah. It has to be from our past, I'm thinking. I mean, no, not necessarily. The most fun people I ever worked for is when I worked in grilled cheese. 
and I was a grilled cheese cashier. Didn't you have to greet people when they walked in? Like, yeah, like welcome to. That's what the guy tried to get me to do. Like, mm. welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Melt Shop. Hey, welcome to Melt Shop. Yeah, every time you walk in a place, I hate when they go, oh. welcome to Quizdos. And you're just like, you don't. This you're is not torture. happy. You just yeah. hear the door bing, and then you just like, it's like you're on on autopilot. It doesn't feel personal. But the people I, you know, a lot of these jobs that I had later on in life, I should have had when I was like 17. And I would have right. learned about work ethic and making money and stuff, but. I did it when I was, you know, 30, you know, 30 years old. But I took this job when I first moved to New York to do stand up. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping on a couch and uh, I knew the guy that owned the melt shop and he gave me a job and I was the cashier. But the people that worked there, I mean, the job sucked, but they were so funny. Yeah. I mean, this guy, Day- Dayron, I never told you about Dayron. I've heard about Dayron, but Dayron was uh, this black guy from like Brooklyn who definitely, like, he he's just like, they say the most outlandish things, or he would, not they. You know what I mean. And uh, he goes, uh, he said to me one time, he goes, um, he goes, you're you Jew, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, I like them Jew girls. They got them green eyes. Oh yeah, he told me this. He goes, I fuck them so hard, they turn black. And I was like, oh. <laughs> their eyes turn black because he fucks them so hard with his black penis. And then I go, well, can I have sex with a, a black girl and make her eyes turn green? He goes, nah, you got that Jew dick. Well, black girls' eyes aren't black, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) You had to think about that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, but for the joke. Was he saying that the girls' eye? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why they would turn black. Then, and I mean, they would turn. He was saying they would turn black, like their eyes would turn black, or they would, as a person, would turn black. Their eyes would turn black, green to black. So you were just making a joke that, like, could I change a black girl's eyes to green eyes? But even though some black people do have green eyes, yes, yes, there's some fallacies in the analogy when I bring it back the other way. And he said, no, you got that Jew dick, so you couldn't do that. Especially my dick is too small to turn anyone's eyes any color, Mm. which he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, that this is all, it all makes sense why you have the the dick thing, and this was all only playing into it. Oh, yeah, oh, he mean, yeah, The fear of not having a big enough dick and... yeah. Yeah, my but you know my girlfriend said my dick's good. Yeah, I'm sure she's happy. I, lesbians don't complain that their girlfriends don't have a big dick. Is not that important the size of your dick. I'm really serious. Like, I don't understand why people go, oh, I need a big dick. I need to have a big dick. It's like, les if you're a lesbian, do you think that lesbians and and women straight women both like the feeling of something inside them yeah but this guy on sex life has a long elephant cock it changed his whole life yeah and it but that's because women don't understand that you can use dildos and they go it's not warm uh there's ones that warm up so you're saying all these women that are like became a fans of this guy not because of his acting because of his long freaking elephant cock Uh uh-huh they're just not smart enough to think about if they could date a guy with small dick and just have the any size thing put in them that would feel exactly like that guy's dick and actually would feel better because you can operate a dildo much easier if you're using a your hands. A dildo? A vibrating dildo, oh, a dildo, okay. whatever you want. You can operate that. A guy can operate that on a woman much easier than he can with if it's. I always give the analogy of like if you're trying to if you have a hammer on your dick and you're trying to nail something, it would be hard with your body to hit the nail. Whereas with your hand, it's very dexterous and you can do a lot more things with a dildo than you can your dick. 
But some would say it's it's connected to the body, so there's more yeah, connection. Yeah, there's more. I get it. So put it somewhere else and then have the, you know, have the other st- stuff. I, it's just, <laughs> I don't, people go, Nikki, because I was, you know, talking about the, the hooking up I've been doing recently. We should saying, do a poll on our Instagram. Um, Take that poll and shove it up your puss because you don't need, I'm just telling women out there, like, stop this whole thing of like, even I, I blew people's minds the other day when I was I I was talking about um I blew my own mind because I've been like a little bit ashamed of being someone who's just only doing everything except vaginal sex being like I have that kind that one kind of sex every time now I hook up like five times a week I'm having yeah I'm going through the back door and there was a part of me that, that was, was like, an anal joke no that was that time yeah yeah um. I think that for a while, even, you know, a week ago, I was feeling like, oh, my God, that's so, like, I'm such a slut. Like, that's such a gross thing to do. Like, that's a special occasion thing. Like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? And then I was like, wait a second. What about gay men in relationships that have sex five times a week? Would you be would you be worried out if you found out a gay couple had sex five times a week? You wouldn't go, oh, my God, he's having anal sex five times a week. But when I say I have anal sex five times a week, it's somehow like, oh, she's such a slut. It's like, no. And it doesn't mean that poop is falling out of my ass all the time and that I just have a gaping. It's like none of that is true. If gay men can walk around and not be shitting their pants constantly, it doesn't change anything about you to have more anal sex than not. Could be why you like a small penis, though. No, no. I like a big penis, actually. But I like... uh, I, but that doesn't mean anything to any of my partners because... <laughs> Wait, you just went back? Now you like a big penis? I, like I thought it big, doesn't matter. I like big things in me, but it needs to be... It could be a dildo. Okay. But I like big stuff, but I don't need it to be the man's penis that's operating the things that they could... So if a man has a big dick, then he's coming with something that you like. But a guy with a small penis can bring things in a bag that I like way more than a dick that's connected to a guy because sometimes you don't want a big dick. And oh, that means so now you, you always, have the option of yeah, unleaded or, or diesel. I or ordered whatever. so many toys online to get good stuff. So my be- <laughs> uh, uh, your best job was <laughs> working grilled in cheese. grilled cheese. And we know what my best job is now. Uh, Noah, what was your best job? <laughs> Am I allowed to say radio? Yes. Or are we going before that? Okay, so definitely working on You Up was my favorite job ever. And I say it because, you know... Uh, when I worked in radio, I had a lot of fun jobs and I really, really love working in radio. But when I started working on a show called You Up with Nikki Glazer, <laughs> I feel like all the parts that I loved in radio were there. And then also there was a lot more um, fun stuff and like bonuses added where it was like I loved 100% of my job. There was no Aww. part of it where I was like dreading or like, oh, I got to get this done. I love that. Yeah, I felt the same way. And we've put all of that into this, obviously. And um, yeah, it just all felt like it came together. And I, I always felt that from you too, of like you were always just having a great time and really grateful for the experience, as was I. And um, yeah, if I take out doing podcasting as a job and radio, my best job was F Boy Island, a hundred percent. Like it was just working in reality, being myself on camera, not having to memorize lines, being able to be funny while also uh, hosting a reality show, which is my favorite kind of uh, thing to to watch. It was just uh, the perfect show. It was like my perfect job, and I was in paradise. I was on location. It's a different world. You get to meet new people and be on this like cast with people but there's again no memorizing lines i'm doing something i'm extremely good at which is hosting mixed with uh i just was 
any job where you just feel comfortable and you don't go, I'm not ready for today. What am I going to do? And then when it's over, you go, God, I just want to hang out. Every time we would rap, yeah. I would rap and I'd go like, I don't want to go back to the hotel. I just want to keep hanging at work. It was so like was summer camp. And you don't age there. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> it's God. It's like a time capsule. It really is. All right. Well, let's get to final thought. Um, I wanted to tell you that last night I went on Bumble because I'm... Um, my fr- I convinced my friend to go on Bumble. She's someone that has been like, I don't want to go on the dating apps. I'm never going to go. They're not for me. And I'm just like, stop this. That's not interesting. I'm so tired of people saying, I don't do, I can't do them. It's like, oh, really? Does Do you think anyone ever wants to go on dating apps? Everyone has felt that way. Stop it. Stop being like, no, but you don't understand me. I'm different. I can't go on those. It's so embarrassing. Everyone feels that way. Just bite the bullet and do it. It's the only way to meet people. This girl isn't going out and socializing. Yeah, it, she's because of COVID and and wh- where she lives, there isn't places to go. I go the app. It's the only and I know you're scared. People in your town will see you on it, but they're on it if they see you. So there's nothing to be ashamed of. Just do it. So she finally signed up yesterday. I got to her, and um and I go, you know what? I'm gonna swipe too because it is fun to swipe mm-hmm. and to see what's out there. And I started swiping in St. Louis. I found a guy who looks exactly like a guy that I was once in love with. Like literally, Mm. I'm gonna show you this person and you tell me how much they look like the person. It is honestly insane. Wait, what's going on here? Does this update my profile? No. It says I'm three feet. No! (laughs) Do I work out? Skip all this shit. I just said I'm three feet on here. They're not gonna believe that. And you don't work out. No, I'm skipping all of this. You gotta work out if you're three feet. Why, Why won't? Wait, what did I just said? I was a weird religion. I think I just said I was not a weird religion, but not my religion. So right now just you're said three I was feet. Hindu. You don't work out, and you're Hindu. Okay, look at this guy. He wrote back to me. I can't even read what he wrote because I'm nervous. Um, look at this guy's picture, and you tell me this oh, isn't God. the St. Louis version of someone I was once in love with. Keep going. Keep going. On it. Go down. Go. And his name? Can I say his name? Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're just... Isn't that insane how much that looks like someone from my past? Like, identical. And I'm horny for him. I don't even know this guy, and this guy is not someone I'd generally be attracted to, but because I was attracted to the spirit behind the person that this guy reminds me of, I am now projecting all of that onto him, and I'm going to actually have closure. I wrote the guy. Can Can I go to it? Did you already read what I wrote? No, I'm just amazed by how much he looks like him. It's I. He's like a he has a Bonavere look. I said, so, "Hi, Bonavar, you're one of the best looking Bonavar. men in St. Louis. Congrats." That was my intro on Bumble. He what probably do doesn't get that? it that often because he's he's not traditionally that handsome. But to you, I get, said in St. Louis. Yeah, I said you're one of the best looking men in St. Louis. Congrats. I think that's a good intro. No, yes, the county is that too much? I like. Be honest. I like. It's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cute. It's obviously not like I'm not real. hating on it. He said, thanks, but most of my friends say I just take a good picture. Maybe meet for a drink sometime if you're if you'd like to weigh in on the debate. I like that. Nice, cute. He does he drinks, but I'll watch him drink. I'm definitely gonna meet up with this guy. A hundred percent. He's so cute. He looks exactly like that guy. I'm not gonna tell him that, but maybe he'll hear this. Um Whenever he be- looks with an umbrella in his hand. Um, okay, we've gotta go. Uh <laughs> The well, thank you. Fashion eggs. Stop it. Why fashion uh, eggs, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the show this week. Uh, they're always on Reddit, being like, "What do these fashion eggs mean? What are they trying nothing. to hint?" And it means nothing. <laughs> you guys, I did. I mean, there's stuff here and there, but I'll, I'll, it will all be revealed at some point. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We have a great week lined up for you. I'm going to reconnect with an ex on one of the episodes this week. Uh, right, Noah? 
Yes. Uh, stay That's tuned right. for that. Yes. We're going to have uh, listener mail as we always do on Thursday. Tomorrow we will have a uh, Reddit dump. I've got some good stuff for you. And Andrew will be here all week and we're going to be here in St. Louis together. And I can't wait. Thank you for listening, besties. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Nikki Glazer Pod. It's private, so you'll have to be uh, request access. And um, rate and review on whatever podcast uh, thing you listen to. Um, do you listen to podcasts on a mm. device? Uh, Spotify. Oh, you do Spotify. Okay. Yeah. I do Apple Podcasts, but I think I'm going to try like Stitcher, one of those. I don't even know. Who even knows anymore? Or maybe the iHeartRadio, uh, the iHeart app, which is a great one because we are an iHeartRadio podcast. Yeah, go so to iHeart. So you can do iHeart and that's place the, to probably go. the easiest way to find us. And they have so many good podcasts, especially in our sweet network, Big Bunny Players. I love him. Uh, yes. It's Will fucking Farrell. We always forget about that. Yeah. Will, Will Farrell has put his stamp of, uh, of approval on this show. I with mean, Las Culturistas, uh, Poog, uh, and uh, what was that? There's a new one, uh, the Daily Zeitgeist. Langston Kerman. Uh, Kerm. You, you're friends with him, right? So anyhow, let's get out of here. That's your friend, Camille. Thanks, guys. We will <laughs> catch you tomorrow on the show. Uh, it's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Don't be cut. And yeah. Get through. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get. Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. 
and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.